according to the World Health Organization, 50 million people across the globe have epilepsy. Of these 50 million, 80% are in low to middle income countries and 70% could be seizure free had they received proper diagnosis and treatment. Equally as important as these numbers are the names and the faces of the people who get this diagnosis. My name is Ichawa Wafula and I am one of those 50 million people. With support from Epilepsy Canada, which is a Canadian-based charity that supports research into all aspects of epilepsy, I'll be using the seven weeks between International Epilepsy Day and Purple Day to have weekly conversations with other people who are part of that 15 million. To start us off, we will meet Bright, who is based in the Southern African country of Zambia. Bright got his first seizure when he was in university, and he'll be telling us about that, as well as an innovation that he came up with that not only supports his community, but has seen him get the Innovation Award from Epilepsy Alliance Africa and the Country Championship Award from the International Bureau of Epilepsy. Enjoy our conversation. Start by telling us your name and where you're based. All right. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, so my name is Bright, Bright Mulenga Walia. Uh, the Mulenga is a traditional name uh, from the Bemba uh, tradition in Zambia. So I'm Bright Mulenga Walia. I'm from Zambia. Tell us about Zambia. We have a lot of uh, cultural diversities within our nation and it's only sad that now I feel like it's a bit uh, being diluted with, uh, you know, the modern culture slowly creeping in. Uh, but it's, it's, it's amazing to see the, 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 the variance in culture, be it from the foods that we eat, from the drinks, uh, the clothing and all of that. I think it's, it's, it's actually quite rich. And for a person who's actually curious about the culture that Zambia possesses, you would be amazed at what lies there from just typical interactions in a home mm -hmm. as defined by our cultures. <laughs> there is a lot that you, you, you get to learn from there. And for, from the Bemba tribe, I love something about Bemba, which is uh, the vast array of wisdom that has been preserved in what we call Insocelo Namapinda. Mm -hmm. It's basically something that is talking about, uh, uh, I would loosely term them as proverbs. Mm -hmm. I have a small book that uh, I, you know, has recorded a bunch of those that were spoken by our forefathers. And from a single phrase, you get to learn so much. And sometimes I read that and I say, how are these guys so intelligent? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really, really love that about uh, about Zambia. Yeah. Right. Is there a phrase or a proverb that you recently read and you're still thinking about? Yeah, one of the, 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 the phrases that comes to my mind is, uh, uh, I'll say it uh, the way it is in Bemba and say it in English. It says, 
umunwe umo tausala inda umunwe umo tausala inda what that translates to directly to english is one finger cannot pick lice so mm-hmm. when a person has lice in the hair and what not they were basically saying one finger cannot help you you know pick the lice yeah. you need to all yeah. in all they're just trying to tell you to say be in a culture where you can cooperate learn to work with others you yeah. alone cannot get the job done so they bring it to one finger is not going to pick the lice it will forever be there <laughs> and so just just that simple saying carries so much wealth of knowledge and i i really really love reading that stuff my book is just right here it's about ye thick and there's so much that you can learn from it yeah <laughs> Okay, uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing many more proverbs as we go on <laughs> the show. <laughs> Just be sure to Definitely. translate them. So if you say, <laughs> and then be sure to post and translate it for us. Uh, I'll also, be doing that. Yeah, I also look forward to hearing how um, that proverb and just the notion of working together will also be showcased through the show and your work, mm-hmm. uh, which is what mm-hmm. I want us to speak about next. So, how did you get into the um, the epilepsy space? epilepsy space how did i find myself here uh truth be told it's not something i ever dreamt i would find myself doing from the time i was a child it's not even something i could even put at the back of my mind to say there's epilepsy in the world mm-hmm. um i found myself in the space when i was in university i was just getting into my final year uh of study i was pursuing a degree in it that's information technology mm-hmm. at uh, the country's second largest institution Uh, you know higher learning and uh one afternoon I'd gone for uh a seminar uh you know church seminar we were, I can't even recall what we were discussing but it was lunch time we had stepped out and we were there seated in the sun blazing hot we had had our uh, lunch and now uh dessert was coming our way and all of a sudden I wake up my bottle is on the floor and I'm dirty and people are saying are you okay I narrated that way because that's how sudden it was mm-hmm. because one moment I'm there about to eat food the next thing people are asking me are you okay mm-hmm. only to discover that I had actually suffered a seizure mm-hmm. you know experienced a seizure in that moment mm-hmm. evening time comes up and again another seizure and so I grew a bit curious I am one of those very curious people I decided to, you know, study myself even more and I could tell when I was about to have a seizure and well, it led to me recording myself having a seizure. I got an aura, I just turned on my PC, turned on the camera, put it a bit, uh, you know, far from where the bed was and sat on the bed and just said, record, and let's see what happens. And it's from there that my journey in epilepsy kind of started growing. Uh, and my interest in all of this started growing and then I noticed many people didn't know much about epilepsy I had to teach people what it was because in school I woke up once from a seizure only to find myself being exercised <laughs> I still laugh at it <laughs> I still laugh at it you know because I'm waking up and people are saying out in the yes, name of yes, Jesus yeah. get out and I'm like my word Yeah. My word, these guys really don't know much about 
epilepsy. So it was from then that I decided to use my school mm-hmm. and my research about epilepsy together. Mm-hmm. I ditched the project that I was supposed to work on for my final year mm-hmm. and swapped it with an epilepsy one. Mm-hmm. Which one? A thought that just clicked when I woke up from that seizure and people are exercising me. And I thought, what if I could tell them how to take care of me when I'm having a seizure just before I can have a seizure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so that, the two were merged. Mm. That, that's a very interesting journey. And I laughed at some bits because I'm very <laughs> familiar with um, a lot of things that you mentioned Um there and 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 i'm glad that you used your experience as they say turn the lemons into lemonade that you use yeah. your experience to into into the work that you, you you're doing and we'll come and talk about that a little later and just learn what is this thing that you came up with and uh yeah. what, what is it doing exactly so let's go yeah. back to university and um i want us to dive into some of the challenges that you face mm-hmm. through your journey. So you are just about to have lunch, you have a seizure and then you wake up and people are asking you, are you okay? Um, at that moment, what happened? Do you remember um, was the response or the questions um, out of just curiosity? Did people realize, oh, this is, might be a seizure? And uh, what was the, the sort of care and support you got at that time? Well, um, at that moment, it was a lot of confusion from the mm. people who were around me. It was a lot of confusion because I had known most of these people for a very long time. They were my church uh, mates. We, we, we used to go to the same church together. Mm. And... Uh, in that moment when I had that seizure, they are more worried than anything else because this is bright. The the bright they love. They love engaging with him in A B C D F G and uh, I, I, I was that guy who was on the stage ministering to people through poetry and so everybody in church knew me. <laughs> so me falling on the on on the ground and having a seizure brought the people very worried to say what what's going on with this guy? Uh we, we, we don't expect him to be the guy having issues. We are supposed to be the ones to have issues, then he comes to encourage us. Yes. <laughs> Why is he falling? Yeah. So they were more confused than anything else. It took the seizure in the in the evening Mm-hmm. to actually gain some 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 sort of light on what exactly was going on because after i had that seizure mm-hmm. that's when a friend who was uh, with me we had gone out for dinner mm-hmm. but a friend who was with me there spoke to a doctor friend of his and explained what was happening mm-hmm. and the doctor friend just said please tomorrow morning mm-hmm. tell bright to go to the hospital immediately mm-hmm. uh, in the morning and uh, yeah so basically that 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 was that but all the other people were just confused and they they really just cared genuinely because they thought it could be something even worse, something Mm. bad. He he could possibly die or something. I I, I don't really know what was going through their mind, but they were genuinely, genuinely worried and they cared so much that they didn't run from where I was. They Mm. they came close and picked me up and all of that. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And then the exorcism, how did we end up um, there. <laughs> oh man. 
So with the exorcism, uh, it just so happened that I was making my way to the computer lab. Uh, that was uh, on campus now. I was making my way to the computer lab and um, walking to there, I was obviously walking in the blazing sun. By then, I didn't even discover that, uh, I hadn't known that the sun was one of my, the heat was one of my triggers. Uh-huh. So I'm walking down, going to the, lab, to, to the lab, and all of a sudden I get an aura and boom, seizure happens. And I'm waking up, there's a group of people somewhere passing, coming from their various classes, uh-huh. somewhere studying under a tree and whatnot. And, it was near a place that uh, campus fellowship groups used to meet from. Mm-hmm. At CBU, we had a number of fellowship groups. We, we had Zafis, which I belonged to, which was a Zambia fellowship of evangelical students. Mm-hmm. And we had other churches that had their own fellowships within campus, and most of them were Pentecostal. And my Pentecostal brother really mm-hmm. loves to come out Jesus in Jikau, come out devil. And they saw me fall, and it's exactly what got to their mind. This is a demon. Yeah. This is the demon because yeah. you are shaking, head moving slowly, and one they're saying this is a demon, and exorcism begins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In their mind, they're helping. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and and that um, from my experience. Um, both personally, because I'm also a person living with epilepsy, but also in my advocacy work, uh, working uh, with churches, because uh, I've done awareness creation in churches, have seen uh, some of them quoting the book of Luke, where there's a boy with uh, epilepsy-like uh, symptoms, and uh, Jesus uh, casting out the so-called spirit. And so a lot of people who then equate what they're doing um, look back to that book and say these are the symptoms that uh, are the symptoms in the, in the Bible and this is what you're showing and this is what Jesus did and so that's why we're doing this so um, we'll talk a little bit about faith and how that can help or not help at times um, in, in, in uh, recovery or just living positively but um, as we wind down on challenges, are there any other challenges that you faced in your journey? Yeah, multiple challenges were there. Obviously, there was the stigma that came with the condition because more people began to know that there's a guy in IT who's mm. you know, having seizures. We're having uh, our exams and uh, the place we're having the exams from was really hot. And that triggered another seizure. I had a seizure and people now started saying exams were so hard. Some guy, you know, his demons came out. <laughs> and I was on campus. I didn't even know I had nicknames that people were throwing around to say, oh, it's, it's, it's that guy. Up to now, people haven't told me what those nicknames are because they are too embarrassing, apparently. I've not been told. So stigma was part of it. And then came the issue of uh, memory loss. Mm-hmm. Memory loss became a big issue and uh, it affected my academics uh, quite drastically. Aside academics, the other thing that suffered was my poetry uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. I became uh, a poet after I became saved in 20, uh, 2013, somewhere there, o- October. I started writing poetry and I would say, by the grace of God, I was able to write a 12-minute poem in one day and go and recite it on stage the following day without reading oh, wow. it. Yeah. Just write, 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 and I'll know the entire thing. And all I'll need on the stage is 
a mic stand and I would recite the entire thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this became a bit of a challenge. Remembering the poem became a bit of a challenge and the very fear of just standing on stage thinking, what if I have a seizure? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm in front of people. I love basketball, but I discovered that the more I got tired, the mm. more seizures would come. And so basketball had to be toned down. My evening strolls, I love evening strolls. Mm. They had to be toned down because I'm thinking, what if I go and then I have a seizure where I'm going? So a lot of things had to, you know, die down. Mm. Uh, one of the one of the most uh, surprising ones uh, was um, the lady who was supposed to be there forever, uh, just packing her bags and leaving. Uh, and I'm like, wait, you just told me last month you'd be with me forever. <laughs> well, things have changed. <laughs> Don't speak for the ladies. Don't speak. <laughs> yeah, so there was really, really a lot of challenges that uh, that came with it. Depression was part of it. 2016 came with a lot of depression. This is when my seizures started, 2016. But that year I was depressed. But as Grace would have it, as 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 as, as the Lord would have it, He really knows how to how to work out things. But yeah, topic for well, we'll discuss it later on how we pulled out of depression. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned the heat very much as mm-hmm. one of the triggers. What are other triggers that uh, you have? Uh, other triggers I've identified are lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep is, uh, you know, one of the triggers. If I don't get enough sleep, I definitely get a trigger. I mean, a seizure. And sudden waking up from a sleep, I've noticed that 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 also is a trigger for a seizure. Like just waking up all of a sudden, and I'm there, and there's some some sort of noise playing, you know, going around. I normally have a seizure. Monotonous sound equally something that is uh, capable of bringing up a, a seizure. So imagine a car alarm just goes outside. Yeah. Oh. It, it, it really doesn't do me well. Okay. You know. Yeah, because especially if I'm in a quiet place and then it starts all of a sudden and then it's just monotonous. And funny enough, one of the sounds that managed to actually trigger a seizure for me was the iPhone ringtone. The default iPhone ringtone. Oh! <laughs> I'm in a quiet place and that thing goes off. I'm like, somebody sh- shut that thing off. Shut it. Oh, wow. That's, 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 that's like that's... really specific. That's like... I know, I know. The way the way it sounds, the way it sounds, I don't know. But I, I do use Apple, but not my favorite thing. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> I, I do not my favorite thing, but yeah, I do use it. But yeah, those are those are some of the triggers I've identified for myself: lack of sleep, the monotonous sounds, the sudden waking up from sleep. Uh, you know, heat. Obviously, like I mentioned, getting tired is one of them. But I, th- I think hunger as well plays a role, which is funny because my medication takes away my appetite and takes away my my ability to sleep sometimes. You know, and then you're thinking, wait, you are medicine, you're supposed to help me, but you take away my ability to sleep, meaning a seizure will happen. You take away my appetite, meaning a seizure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those those are some of the things I would um, would highlight off the top of my head, yeah. Okay, 
Okay. Thanks for sharing. And I, I think some of them are sort of common across the board, like uh, sleep and um, hunger. But then some are really specific. Uh, I think I'll remember the iPhone. Anytime <laughs> I hear the default, I'm like, I hope Bright is doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm doing yeah. okay. Yeah. So do you get into a room and say anyone with an iPhone, please make sure that your phone is on silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know, with triggers one thing I've discovered is it's not really that uh, the sound or the that specific thing especially for 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 audible stuff for instance. Let me let me let me uh, bring the, the audible stuff. It's not really that it's the sound that is doing something to your mind, but it's the way the, the sound waves reach your brain that causes your body to react in a sort of surprised, sudden way. And that sudden reaction is what leads to a seizure. So how one can prevent that is by preparing the mind to say, this might happen. For instance, uh, loud noises and all of that might trigger a seizure for me. So jazz music really helps. But I take strolls. I take walks all the time. So I'm walking alongside a road. I just prepare my mind to say a car might actually hoot. Mm. An alarm might go off at whatever. So prepare yourself. Know your environment. Do not be shocked when it happens. And when that happens, that shock, the surprise, whatever, whatever, doesn't come and you've managed to mm-hmm. you know tame down the the, the 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 trigger it's it's one secret i discovered just get your mind acquainted with your environment if it's sound that hits you so that you're able to tell just that there's a speaker there there's a speaker there there's a speaker there something might play don't be surprised when it plays okay. and you've muted it down okay. yeah so if you come with your iphone i'll just say she has an iphone yes just... <laughs> <laughs> the probability of that default win there is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you for that. And you've slowly started moving us into solutions or tools mm-hmm. that you use in, in, in taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. But before we fully go there, you've mentioned some words like aura and trigger. And there might be people listening who might see those as uh, new words or are not sure so how do i know i'm having an aura how do i know what my triggers are so could you just briefly um describe or define what an aura is and what uh, a trigger is based on your experience so an aura is basically a series of signs that actually alerts a person to say there's about that there's a seizure about to happen uh, and these auras, uh, they, they vary with regards to the space between the time you get the, 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 the sign or the warning and the time the seizure happens. For Bright, we're only talking about 30 seconds in between. So aura comes, seizure happens 30 seconds later. So if, if it happens now, I just have to go and sit myself on the couch or probably lay down and wait for it. For mm-hmm. other people, it takes longer. It could be in the morning and in, in the evening is when the, the seizure happens and so on and so forth. So auras are basically just signs that a person has to identify about themselves that whenever this happens, a seizure usually happens. So it could be this 
uh, for me, it's usually a distortion of how I'm hearing things. Heart rate gets really high. I can literally see it, not not hear it. On my shirt, I can literally see the shirt going that way. It's 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 that stage of going into a panic uh, attack of, of of some sort where you're just afraid for no reason. Heart rate goes really really high. Oh. Then I know a seizure is about to happen. 30 seconds in, a seizure is going to happen. For other people, they just get terrible migraines. Mm. You know, person has had a migraine from the morning and they know in the evening time, a seizure is going to happen. For others, they will fail to sleep and all of that. So the auras vary from person to person. So it uh, weighs down on the person living with epilepsy to be able to study themselves. Mm -hmm. For those people who are caring for a person living with epilepsy to be able to study them to say, Mm. whenever such and such a thing happens, Mm. a seizure usually happens. Mm-hmm. You know, for, 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 for young ladies and young girls I've dealt with, you know, nine years old, eight years old, I've discovered anger is, is a very common, <laughs> common thing that is there for them. Whenever the young girl gets too angry and whatnot, whatnot, and you just know a seizure is going to happen. But yeah, and then uh, triggers, I guess the trigger there can fall even as, 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 as a trigger. A trigger is basically something that uh causes a seizure to 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 happen and these vary again from person to person i just highlighted mine which are heat Mm -hmm. uh i'm only in a shirt in front of my computer because you people are watching when i'm working alone i'm in a vest and shorts (laughs) if i'm in the house i'm in i'm in the short (laughs) and a vest hey it's not a terrible thing the vest is actually you know but <laughs> I know to say heat is, is, is a terrible thing for me. So I'm, I have to be very watchful of, um, uh, you know, how I maintain my body temperature to be low mm-hmm. and all of that. I know I get people come to my house and they find me in a short and a vest and it's raining out and they're like, but why are you in a vest and a short? Like, you won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just it. Yeah, uh, yeah so... The, the 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 triggers also vary like i mentioned sleeping you know people who don't sleep much for some people that's a, that's a trigger hunger anger mm-hmm. caffeine uh you know alcohol mm-hmm. you know tiredness mm-hmm. so they really vary and it still weighs down on a person to be able to study themselves and identify what exactly is my trigger. I used to take a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. I, I love coffee. Jacobs used to suffer in my house until I discovered that every time I take coffee, two hours later I'll have a seizure. And I'm like, ah, caffeine. I pulled away from that and it worked. So yeah. now I have to do the lady style hot chocolate stuff and it's it's not my favorite, but it is lady style, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, a person really has to identify what their triggers are and what their auras are mm-hmm. in order for them to best manage their their their, 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 their condition. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so um, there's one additional question which I know a lot of people normally have is what are the causes, if any, of epilepsy? Did you discover what the cause of your own uh, epilepsy was? All right, so the, the causes of epilepsy quite uh, vary. Just yesterday, I was talking to people about epilepsy itself. Uh, there was a seminar and I was talking to people about it and they were like, 
Wait, you said you started having your seizures in 2016, but aren't you supposed to be born with epilepsy? Mm, mm. And it's, it's a common question, but no, you're not supposed to be born with it. It's not something that you're born with it. No, the causes actually vary and they are a lot. It can be genetic in that it's passed on from, you know, uh, you know, down the family line. Mm-hmm. That is, 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 is possible. But the various other causes also include something that I like to talk about that people look at me with a weird face for is alcohol. Mm-hmm. Excessive intake of alcohol is one thing that can lead to, uh, you know, epilepsy. But here comes the other switch that brings the weird faces towards my face. The sudden stopping of taking alcohol. So in one moment we're saying you are taking too much alcohol, it can mm-hmm. cause seizures and you know lead to epilepsy. But then sudden stopping can also lead to <laughs> to epilepsy. And then people are like, then what should we do? Drink forever? And like just be like me. Don't drink at all. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, or, or the other <laughs> down as as you start stopping to do it slowly. Yeah. Tap yeah. it down. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the best way. Uh, other causes include accidents, for instance, that cause injury to the brain. So injury to the brain can actually cause uh, uh, seizures and whatnot. Actually, this is why you see a lot of these uh, police uh, law enforcement officers talking to people who ride motorcycles to wear helmets. Mm. That's because they know the, 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 the adverse effects of injury to the head. Mm. A tumor in the, in the brain can actually also uh, lead to epilepsy. Uh, on this one, I like to say, it's, it's a joke if you're listening, I like to say this is where the SDS jump on this next point. Poorly cooked pork <laughs> that has <laughs> tapeworms in it. Uh, you know, so pork that has, you know, tapeworms in it and it's not poorly, uh, or rather it's not well cooked. Uh, it can actually cause those worms to get there, they find their way to the brain and you have uh, that infection which leads to uh, seizures. Malaria plus plus is another cause for. Which one uh, is malaria plus plus? Yeah, the cerebral. Uh, oh. as they call it. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is malaria plus plus? Okay, I know cerebral. <laughs> we, we 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 call it malaria plus plus a lot here in Zambia. It's actually one of the, the the cases that I received recently. A gentleman came to me and said, "No, my ex-wife bewitched my child." I'm like what happened no she's having seizures and narrates the story to me no i sent her for for a holiday then she had malaria and then she had cerebral malaria because it wasn't treated early and already i'm like oh so your, your child wasn't bewitched <laughs> it's that very malaria that actually started the seizures and led to 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 to, to that so there are various other causes uh to uh epilepsy so it's just not one. Uh, if, if you Google that one, just a simple Google, you'll be shocked how many other causes are there. So you're not supposed to be born with it. No. And please, 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 for the love of Christ, it's not contagious. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so did you discover yeah. what your cause was? Uh, mine is actually something that doctors mock themselves for. 
uh, it's uh, something that is uh, silly as doctors we can't discover the problem uh, these what I experience is called or are called idiopathic seizures it's basically doctors mocking themselves from the idiopathic I don't I don't want to finish what they call themselves <laughs> it's them mocking themselves we can't seem to find the problem but the seizures being repetitive and the various signs that they give uh, affirm that it is epilepsy uh, indeed. But it's not every case of epilepsy that the cause is going to actually be identified. There are certain uh, causes that are going to fall under idiopathic and they won't be able to find what the cause is. But medication is there to still tame and uh, you know uh, manage the, 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 the seizures. And what I'm also hearing from you is that it's important to go and have the doctors check you out and then... Very, very important to go and have a doctor check you before you begin to go to out in the name of Jesus. I'm a Christian and I would definitely tell you that I'm a living, walking, born-again Christian. But I definitely believe that God gave knowledge for a reason. I love one of my uncle's uh, quotes, which says, uh, God gave you brains so you can give him a break. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Doctors have been given the knowledge and the wisdom that they have about the human body, not out of nowhere. I think it's the very one who created it, who gave them that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so going to them and being taught to say your body is acting this way because of ABCDEFG is not non-biblical. It is still some knowledge that has been granted by their very God. But please go and see a doctor, have those things analyzed and assessed. And even as you are going to the doctor, go with a good narrative that can explain all the things that you have been going through or all the things that this person who's experiencing these seizures has been going through this will help the doctor further you know determine what exactly uh, could be causing the seizures because some are even non-epileptic seizures that a person can be having maybe it's just a disturbance in the central nervous system and the person is having seizures mm -hmm. so it's not that every seizure is epileptic you know, we've got non-epileptic seizures. I spoke to a lady who called me from across the country who was saying, please, 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 I have seizures. And the more I listened to her, I just told her to say, go see a doctor. You discover your seizures are actually non-epileptic. And what did she find? Her spine was just uh, like one of the discs Mm -hmm. had moved and was you know causing some disturbance in the central nervous system they put that back together and she was okay and my oh my did the phones fly <laughs> i am okay i am okay i'm like thank you thank you very much yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so a doctor's uh, opinion and view is very important and the various tests that they will have you take like a ct scan an mm -hmm. eeg scan an mri scan those are essential to be able to see what's going on in the brain and mm -hmm. to be able to get the electrical impulses and uh, activity in the brain so that we see where the abnormalities are those are you know very very essential yeah okay so as we start winding down uh, first of all i'm grateful um that you've shared your journey with us um and, and you shared, shared it in a very humorous and uh, very inviting <laughs> way and uh, as we continue with the types of things that people and especially you have used um, in your journey so you've talked about definitely making sure that we go to hospital and get proper diagnosis um, you, 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 you said you stopped taking coffee 
and take hot chocolate which i am um not uh, i'm not it. supporting <laughs> that is a human <laughs> It is. We'll fight about that later. It, okay, fine. <laughs> so, uh, what what are other things that have helped you? Um, and then I'm very curious about relationships because you mentioned about um, that being one of the challenges that you face. So, what are mm-hmm. other solutions or tools that you have been using along the way? All right. Um, I discovered that my love for music was actually a great and essential tool that helped me avoid uh, going through certain seizures or experiencing certain seizures that I might even, you know, go through. I mentioned I love walking, and so on my strolls, I usually have my headsets on, and what would be playing in my ears will most likely be instrumentals. Mm. lo-fi hip-hop jazz or just lo-fi jazz playing and just it's all relaxing and calming yeah. i discovered that when i'm listening to lo-fi jazz and the car just boots from nowhere mm-hmm. because the instrumental is made up of so many instruments playing a drum here <laughs> there the horn of the car sounds like it's in the beat so it doesn't come as a surprising thing. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's part of the beat and all the, the, the air blowing and whatnot, it sounds like it's part of the instrumental. If anybody's wondering what lo-fi hip-hop or lo-fi jazz is, just go to YouTube and just type in lo-fi jazz. Listen to that and tell me what that sounds like. You know, it's music I, I, I love listening to. And it's it's amazing. It's really like and and as you say, you just have to listen to it because mm-hmm. it's a mix of everything, a little bit compressed and mellowed down. Exactly. But it just it does stuff to your brain and it, it does things and, to your brain. Yeah. yeah and how yeah. I discovered it, I can't even recall. And funny enough, the very lo-fi that you love so much, did you know, its origin is just instrumentals from a studio a music studio that they thought they weren't good enough they ditch them out and then somebody picks them and mixes them together and boom lo-fi is born they don't <laughs> know how to my study life like they're really really exactly. work for me yeah. so it's really really relaxing and it's helped me a lot aside music i love to just take uh you know parts and uh activities that really help me relax and just uh, I'm, I'm a very curious person and uh, creativity is something that is forever flowing i would be sitting and just thinking if i got chicken and chopped it up and then fried it with green red yellow pepper and then tried mushroom sauce and then try let's go and try it in the kitchen and i'll go and try and cook it <laughs> So cooking has helped me because it's one of the things that I love and enjoy doing. So finding hobbies that I love to do have really been quite essential. And um, what has also helped greatly, funny enough, is relationships. Now here's where the, where the catch is. Not that, uh, you know, jump from one relationship to another, but a relationship helped me in this way. 
2016 when this young lady left and I was in that depressed state I was no longer writing poetry no longer standing on stage uh I'm at church and uh, a sermon was being preached and bright being bright he was there paying attention writing notes and whatnot and I'm now explaining to my friends after church what the preacher was saying not knowing there's a girl watching me behind and I'm there like dude what he said was this and then that script and then and then and then and she's just watching and saying wow this young man I, I love the fact that he's able to to speak the word of God I love this I love it. I had no idea anybody was watching me funny enough the very day she even served me food I didn't even know I wasn't even looking at her I was looking at the person behind <laughs> talking <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear the guys talking about, ah, there's this new girl, she just came from Lusaka, that was in Kitwe, on the Copper Belt, here in, Lusaka, uh, here in Zambia, uh, rather. She came from Lusaka, the capital city, she's really, really pretty, whatever, whatever, and every guy is like, I want her, I want her. I'm like, I'm just bright with epilepsy, no girl would want me, you know, that's, that's a business. I'm just focusing on something else. I wanted to receive a phone call the following day. Hi, is, is this bright? I'm like, yeah. This, this is bright and my, my surprised voice is exactly that I, yeah who, who is who is this and she tells me her name I'm like I, yeah I don't know you can you help it's like I'm from church uh, I was seeing you yesterday I was just watching you talking to your friends yesterday I thought you're an interesting person and well I kind of like you and then it clicked this is the girl everybody was saying they like and when I had a seizure, at some point, I remembered she was right there where we were seated. And she saw me have a seizure, and I'm like, wait, I'm the person who had a seizure. You remember? She's like, yes, I know, but I still like you. It took a year of her calling me and telling me she liked me and she wanted to be with me, and I just said no. No. And funny enough, that experience taught me one thing. Epilepsy did not define me. Mm. I was still the same bride who could write poetry, stand in front of people and recite poems, still play basketball, do all those amazing things. And it took this girl to come and remind me that this condition is not defining my life. It hasn't changed who I am. Mm. She kept mentioning the nice things she was seeing about me. But you are this, you are that, you are that. And I'm like, oh, so bright. You are, you're, nothing has changed about you. And it was a huge step for me that helped me move through that transition of depression, thinking my life is done, thinking I cannot do anything in life. She really, really played a huge role to, you know, lift me from that, uh, uh, that, 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 that point. And so for the other person, I would say we need to be able to realize that epilepsy doesn't define us. It's just a small part of us but it does not define us uh, for the person listening. It's getting our mind put there. So for me, that really helped. Music really helps me a lot and just work, having something that I'm passionate about, advocacy, software engineering and whatnot. It really, really helps than just sitting and, you know, feeling sorry for myself the whole day. Uh, that, that's uh, so, I'm, I'm clapping for her, <coughs> excuse me. I'm clapping for her, and, uh, her persistence, but also that's also um, a reflection of what we need in our circles. We need people who 
are there to um, remind us because sometimes when we're going through the motions we somehow forget and we start letting the things happen into us define us but then when we have people and things that exactly. us, um, then uh, we are able to come up and be bright and this is me playing a pun with your word uh, with your name bright <laughs> and, and so one of the bright things you've done yeah. is come up with an innovation which is uh, a, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. a support uh, tool for many out there so if you could just take us through your innovation and uh, what that is and what it does My innovation is called Seizure Assistant. Uh, the name is as direct as uh, its intended purpose to assist during a seizure was its core uh, purpose. I created it after the waking up from a seizure and finding myself being exercised. And I was thinking, what if I could tell these people exactly what to do in order to help me uh, when I'm having a seizure? And so the application was created first with just one feature. When I'm about to have a seizure, I just push the panic button on the phone and the application goes into the panic mode. And the panic mode does three things. One, sends an SMS to whoever I set as my emergency contact. It could be one, it could be two. Telling them to say, Bright has suffered a seizure and it gives them my exact location so that they can follow me via Google Maps. And then two, it'll play an SOS sound right now you can record yourself even just saying help i'm having a seizure Mm -hmm. help i'm having a seizure Mm -hmm. and that sound will be playing around you and it's just meant to catch the attention of the people around you obviously so you're having a seizure and all of a sudden your phone is buzzing they pick it up the third thing will be there to display the uh the, the, the first eight instructions that they need to follow in order to help you so Imagine that you get an aura, you push a button, and the phone does all those things. It's making noise. Somebody finds you having a seizure. They pick it up and they just find instructions. So they take off his shoes, uh, loosen the button, fan them a bit. Yes. If he's removing saliva on the mouth, turn the head to the side, uh, all those things. And more features were added, the more I experienced life with, ex- with epilepsy and the more I interacted with people through my advocacy works, more features were added reminders for taking medication mm-hmm. uh, a personal pharmacy for keeping track of how much medicine that you have mm-hmm. and all of these work with reminders so your personal pharmacy can remind you to buy medicine before your medicine runs out yeah. and these reminders are not just coming to you mm-hmm. they are also going to your personal assistant or your sorry uh, your your emergency contact to tell mm-hmm. them to say if it's a if it's time for bright to take medicine even they receive to say bright needs to take medicine help them uh, remember to do yeah. this accountability mm-hmm. is being created and also mm-hmm. and, and all that and then we've got counselors on the platform you've got support groups on the platform you've mm-hmm. got a feature i love very much called buster myth that just allows you to be able to see the myths that exist in the epilepsy sphere for instance you find a myth in zambia that is there to say take off the shoe and put it on the mouth when they smell their own food and they stop fitting oh. and you're like oh. i know so Buster myth will show you that to say the myth says this, 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 and then there'll be a purple balloon on the bottom. Click it, it explodes and shows you the truth. The truth is just take off the shoe. You're helping to reduce the body temperature and helping to stop. (laughs) Don't put it on the mouth. 
you know something like that and then we've got uh, features like uh, tips where you're just getting tips on how to better manage your condition make sure you're taking enough water mm-hmm. make sure you're taking your medicine on time and all of that such tips and then you've got seizure 101 which mm-hmm. is basically taking it from the grassroots what is a seizure mm-hmm. you know what are the signs and symptoms what brings it about before we even get to epilepsy we start from seizure define it and then talk about the various types of seizures that are there and uh, all of that uh, stuff so the application has about 11 features not 12 features that it has that are all tailored to holistically address epilepsy and the various challenges that it comes with and these have been uh, from my own experience and the advocacy work that i've been doing where i get to interact with uh, people living with epilepsy and neurologists and from mm-hmm. some of the things they spoke mm-hmm. the application was born amazing, exactly. amazing and is it just for zambians or um other people across africa or even across the world can download it and use it Okay, so it's not uh, designed to just be used by Zambians. It's actually designed to be used by anybody who is experiencing a seizure. So not just in epilepsy, but whether it's somebody living with autism and they experience seizures, they can still utilize the application because the neurodetector is another feature. I forgot to talk about the panic state being triggered by a push button, but it's also triggered by a neurodetector one behind the ear. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are also part of it, but it's tailored or designed to be, you know, usable by anybody from anywhere in the world. It's just that it's not uh, out for, for, for use yet. There's still one last research that we're doing, mm-hmm. funded by Google, uh, with uh, where we're doing this research with uh, Enable from uh, Kenya. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who have been aiding me in this research. Once that is done, then we launch it uh, to the market. I think we shall do the official launch in May, May at the Inclusive Africa, uh, you know, seminar that will be held in Kenya. We shall be doing the official launch there. Okay, and I'll I'll be keeping tabs just to um, know when that happens and also update people that uh, now they can uh, go check it out and um, use it. Uh, but that's that's really impressive and i know for sure that's something i would have wanted and and uh, especially at the earlier days but still i'll wait for it to be available um and and definitely will have it on on my phone um oh uh just 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 to to actually bring one feature that is great about it also the chat feature you can actually chat with other people who have Mm -hmm. epilepsy and the chat feature was created to help a person who's afraid of talking about their condition mm-hmm. by allowing them to share anything anonymously mm-hmm. so just by pushing a small button after you post whatever to say it, share it anonymously yeah. your your face is taken away from the post name mm-hmm. taken away we just want to help you we don't want to know you if you are afraid of being known yeah. Yeah. so that that feature is something i really really love about it as well yeah amazing amazing um and and we've talked about community and having a support but also being able to speak for yourself and just taking the time to because learning and accepting yourself also takes some time and so having definitely the chance to speak and do it anonymously as you slowly find your voice your footing your own definitions that's that's very key so this is this is amazing and thank you 
for doing this and uh, definitely looking forward to listening to um, updates, getting updates of where things are. Good. So now we are at the very tail end of the show and we'll do quick fire. And with quick fire, I'll ask you okay. four random questions and then you'll have a chance to ask me one random question. So first thing that comes top of your mind, that's the answer you give. You, you're not thinking for a minute or two, just top thing. So <laughs> number one, if you had all the money in the world to do something for epilepsy, what would it be? Uh, launch my foundation, which I'm trying to, you know, put together here in Zambia. And I want to launch that foundation simply because it's trying to create or bridge a gap that most people don't see. People are not being hired because of epilepsy, but people with epilepsy are saying, I want a person with epilepsy to counsel me. They are the only ones who understand me more. So I'm saying, can we have a foundation that trains people with epilepsy to become counselors to counsel people with epilepsy? I would love for that to be running and operate not just in Zambia, but across Africa and every other place that we can go to. Amazing. Question number two. If you were to build this foundation and work with three people, anyone across the globe, who would those three people be? Or organizations? Three. Three organizations. I'll start with one person I know who's quite passionate, Chantelle Kanyabutembo. Mm-hmm. She is somebody I've been talking to for the longest time. Uh, I, I don't think I even know what she looks like, but we talk so much. <laughs> so that would be one. Uh, two, I would love to work also with uh, the Epilepsy Alliance Africa to see what we can do as Africans. Mm-hmm. We don't always have to extend a hand to the outside world to get you know, uh, solutions for ourselves. I think certain solutions or certain problems are more tailored to Africa that they need African hands to create the solutions, you know. So uh, that 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 definite one. And I think the third person I would like to work with, I think it would be you. You would actually quite do some great work this side of the sphere. I'm not excellent in interviewing people and all of that. And I already feel like my hands are quite, you know, heavy yeah. i would i would ditch all that to you and say take care of it <laughs> <laughs> may someone with all the money in the world make this happen so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so question number three yeah. if you were to go back to your very first seizure what would you tell yourself If I were to go back to my very first seizure, I would tell myself, Bright, this is the start of an amazing life. I didn't know me having a seizure was going to change so much about my life. I tell my story to people and people look at me like I'm some sort of God, which I tell them to say, no, I'm just bright. But it's amazing that through a weakness, people have been able to see strength only because I've been able to boldly stand up and actually admit I have a weakness. It's it's actually something I would tell to someone who has or is living with epilepsy to say, you are only considered weak because you keep, you know, hiding in your weakness. 
but people see the brave you the moment you stand up and actually accept the very weakness that you have and openly share it and say i have this i would have told bright that in 2016 and he wouldn't have maybe had that one year of depression and hiding away from everyone so i know what you just said wasn't uh, a proverb in your book but you should add it that advice that you've given <laughs> That is also a problem, you know, and I was writing it down. You're only considered <laughs> because you stand in your weakness. So that's an additional problem for your book for the people who come after you and say, oh, there's a guy called Bright and this is his words of wisdom. Okay. <laughs> the last question Thank is, you, thank you. Um, what's the future? What's the future for Bright and the work that he's doing? What's the future? Well, the future is to obviously launch this application and allow it to, uh, you know, reach all corners of the world. And uh, seeing that we've got institutions such as the IBE already aware of the work I'm doing, the ILAE already aware of them. I didn't even know these guys knew what I was doing. You know, I once wrote Donna Wash, tried to introduce myself. She's like, I know you. I've seen. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You're the international communications manager. How do you know me? <laughs> but the, 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 you know, going forward, it's to be able to be a person affected by a problem and not sit back and fold my hands waiting for the solution, but be part of the solution creators, you know, and just extend this solution to all corners of the world and let people be able to find encouragement. Encouragement because the person who has or is living with epilepsy will look at the app and see two things, a solution created for them, but an encouragement also given by a person living with epilepsy to say he has epilepsy and he wasn't able to step down and say ah life is done he did this <laughs> you know he did this so I, I would love for my work to go and grow even further outwards and once the application is running let it fund the foundation so that it's not forever baking but it has a source of income um, now I hand the questions to you and you ask me one. Okay. All right. I ask you one. It's going to be, what's the most outstanding thing that you've uh, heard about Bright? Uh, it can be good or bad. Shoot. <laughs> today or when doing my research? research or today i don't know you take your pick i think for me it's not what i've had but more of the attitude so it's not really what i've had or what i've read but just your outlook towards life and just your attitude so for me that's the most impactful thing uh just that because i think we read a lot of amazing things about people but then until you sort of experience them it's almost like lo-fi let me, let me put it like that I'll, I'll put bright and lo-fi <laughs> the same radar you just have to experience yeah. Yeah. thank you so much thank you yeah. so much okay, so thank you very much for your time and as we close the show please tell us where to find you um online offline any events activities that you're doing 
All right, so um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, as well as LinkedIn. I'm Bright M. Walia on all of those platforms. Bright M. Walia, you can find me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, my WhatsApp line, I give it to everyone, almost everyone everywhere has it, is easy. It's plus two six zero nine seven eight zero four zero two zero four. That's plus two six zero nine seven eight zero four zero two zero four. That's a line you can uh, catch me on uh, WhatsApp with. And uh, events that are coming up on the twentieth, I travel to Austria. I'll be in Vienna uh, from the twentieth of this month. I'll be traveling back, uh, I think on the 25th somewhere. Uh, there's a seminar that's been hosted there about inclusive technology. And I'm just trying to ensure that epilepsy is equally given the eye when we're talking about, you know, disabilities or all these conditions in such spheres. So the Zero Project, uh, the team there invited me there and I'll be showcasing my innovation there and just talking about epilepsy uh, generally. Um, when I come back, the next travel I'll have will be obviously in Kenya. After that, it's Switzerland, basically talking about epilepsy in inclusive technology sphere. But within my country, I intend on expanding my advocacy works. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a poem that opened my, my mind to something yesterday where we're saying, you want the big stage. You know, if God tells you what would, what 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 can I do for you, dear son, you would say, take me to that country. Let me go teach them this, and then you forget you've got a platform right where you stay, and you can do much. So I'm thinking, I stay, uh, you know, in a in a in a in a yard full of flats, and I'm thinking, what can I do? to advocate about epilepsy right here. So I'm trying to work out a strategy on how I can engage the people mm -hmm. here about epilepsy and the works also in schools, high schools, mm -hmm. going there in the same way that people did the AIDS, AIDS, you killed my father, you killed my mother, thank you. I want people to be able to talk about epilepsy, you know, <laughs> in high school, so that's a common, it's a common thing. So advocacy works are really, really burning up here in Zambia and uh, yeah, I'll continue on that trajectory. It's the reason I quit my job to just focus on this and do something. Okay, and we'll definitely follow you on your social media and also um, keep the WhatsApp lines open so that we are following up with all the work that you're doing and all the speaking engagements that you have. So thank you very much, Bright, for thank your you. time, for your wisdom, for the laughter. Uh, it's just been a very uh, informative session and we look forward to hearing more from you. Have a nice day. Thank you so much for having me. You have a great day. As Bright has so rightfully said, epilepsy does not define you. I hope each and every one of you, and especially those of you who are part of our 50 million club, have been reminded that your essence is so much more than your diagnosis. I look forward to having all of you here next week when I have the next show. But until next time, please subscribe so that you know when that show is up.
And I'd like to say a special thank you to Epilepsy Canada for making this series possible. You can find their work on www.epilepsy.ca. That is www.epilepsy.ca. Until next week, sending so much love and light to you all. Sitawa.